On this episode of The Last King Podcast, we've got an electrifying episode with Detective Pikachu and episode 5 of Game of Thrones. Hey, and welcome once again to another episode Pikachu! of The Last King Podcast. Hi, Pikachu. So nice to have you in the office today. Office? No, I'm Ryan Steve. Reynolds. <laughs> He's not that deep voice. No, I'm, yes, I do. Uh, have you not it's seen... a squeakier voice. It's a squeakier voice. The squeakier voice. <laughs> <laughs> Hi! Oh, Psyduck, you're yeah. here. Psyduck. <laughs> no, no, I thought it was the rejected chipmunk. What Tom. rejected? Oh, hey, rejected chipmunk. I'm a rejected chipmunk. Speaking, <laughs> all right. Speaking as small and furry, uh, who do we have I in the studio? I leave the man because my balls Hey, it's dropped. the furry Mr. Toffee it's here. The furry Mr. Toffee. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. My Mr. Furry. Oh God, the 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 that came the out deleted, so wrong. Deleted scene. That's a Pokemon here. So I finally worked out what they based that uh, Sonic design on. Yeah, it was John all along. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, Slender, long legs and everything, spiky hair. Ugh. Are you sure we're talking about the same and, guy? And it's, a, it's a horror film, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. The perfect mug for a horror film. Shut yes. up, who are we again? <laughs> we're the last we are game. the Last King Podcast <laughs> and we're going to be talking about Game of Thrones and Detective Pikachu as yes. you can tell from the non-secretor ramblings that have been going on. And the intro so, which I did for you guys. By the way, I am your co-host, uh, Shafiq. Oh yeah, that was the other <laughs> yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, and Mr. Toffee here. The I'm eccentric Tom. I guess, okay, and everybody, you know what, uh, maybe we need to do a little bit of catch-up here. So, uh, hey, John, how are you feeling right now? How was that uh, uh, Space AIDS? Oh, the Space AIDS is fine. It just, you know, it just need a bit of placebo just to get it out. A bit of placebo? That's not how placebos work, my man. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> There's no cure for Space AIDS, sir. I want to know which quack you're going to for your medication. Psyduck? Yeah, Psyduck, go. yes, yes. Psyduck's a doctor. Detective Pikachu and Dr. Psyduck. I want to see that movie right now. That needs to be a TV series on Netflix. <laughs> He's just basically a gynecologist. <laughs> no, he, he, he worked better as a therapist. So someone's like just explaining the problems. He's just getting more and more stressed out. And he explodes, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, due to a lack of proper programming, we decided to clump these two together in a double bill. Sure. Let's yeah, this is like the the most nonsensical double billing we've done since every other episode exactly you know what so I'm, consistency basically consistency speaking of consistency i can't wait to see who comes up with the segue later <laughs> <laughs> let's see how we get from detective pikachu to freaking game of thrones <laughs> or the other way around depending well, on which one we decide to now we're gonna start we're gonna okay let's start with the game of thrones uh week by week uh play by play so yeah yeah, <laughs> the bells. Apparently, it's the most the bells. okay. Based on your speechlessness, it's apparently the most talked about episode and the of most this hated. Week. Also, I think it's the most. Was divisive. it really the most hated? It's got seventy-five on Rotten Tomatoes, sir. it's like the last one had a seventy-five, which was kind of alright. Generous. This one, yeah, this is seventy. Like it started great. That like, it hit. It, it had a ninety something for episode one, episode two, dip down. Then it just plummeted all the way for the bells. It was like. Wow, a Game of Thrones episode actually never got fresh score. Hmm. Yeah, that's definitely. What's the marker for uh, fresh? I think it's sixty-five. Percent, sixty-five right? and above. Was oh, it fifty? Yeah. Oh no, it's okay, sixty. Yeah, this is a fifty-five or something. So yeah, yeah. still not certified fresh. Uh, just like Arya's virginity. Anyway, boys. <sighs> okay, so we're gonna be talking about episode five of Game of Thrones, a very divisive episode, especially amongst uh, all of us here on the Last King. We all have our own opinions about it. So maybe uh, as per tradition, uh, what we should do is do the roundtable. Uh, let's start with our very own uh, medieval man in training uh, here, Mr. Eccentric Thomas. So, uh, yes, yes, yes. Your opinion, sir? My opinion is, um, well, I got the game ball, and it was. I think we all got it. Yes. Shite. <laughs> what a fart in the mouth that was. I mean, <laughs> although it did have probably the best death in Game of Thrones history, which is Kyburn being smashed against a rock and then like thrown bodily across. 
Yep. And you see his yep. brain just plop out the back. Yeah, that, that was a nice, nice fully work. I nice enjoyed it. For that. a good minute, I was laughing my ass off watching that. <laughs> he didn't deserve it, was, it, so... <laughs> it was such a funny, out-of-nowhere death. It's such a non-sequitur of a death, right? <laughs> yeah, and then to see Cersei kind of squeeze by like uh, that passive-aggressive person in a shopping mall, like, sorry, okay. excuse me, excuse me, just gonna squeeze through here. You, you, oh my god. You, you two sort this out. I'll be over here with my brother. Mm. <laughs> Jesus. But anyway. That's just that pretty much sums up the episode. Like we got what we were promised and it was like uh, okay. Visually visually, okay. I will say to the director, good job. This was visually a splendid episode. Why are you praising the director? It was the VFX artist who made it. Sure, whatever. Um whoever was in charge of making it pretty and the sound design and the set design marvelous job really really well done mm -hmm. the person who wrote the scripts mm. yeah um mm. dude maybe you should try and find another job i mean is i mean i mentioned it before on last episode where it's basically yep the game of thrones is suffering from the that breaking bad disease uh, the wrap it up itis where like yeah we need to kind of like uh you know get all these actors out of the way because their contracts are running out and we're running out of episodes and uh you know space Cersei, um, Lena Headey was paid a million dollars an episode. And that's why she only showed up for two. <laughs> yeah, and was had like five lines. Talk about <laughs> cost-benefit analysis for her. But you know what? Uh, during her... <laughs> it, just her final moments, is like, you know what? This, she can act. She's good. I don't know. Everyone in this show... Well, almost everyone in the show has been absolutely amazing at this. Well, except for Emilia Coxer. Eh, well... I did not buy the turn at all. I will we'll get to that later on, but uh, I think, yeah, in terms of visuals, this show was, this episode was amazing. And in terms yep. of little character moments, like the goodbye between Tyrion and Jamie oh, was man. absolutely wonderful. Loved it. And uh, even though people don't fully support the death of Varys, I thought that he went out in pretty good style. Like the way he was just saying, I really hope that I'm wrong and you guys are doing the right thing. Because if you're killing me and I turn out to be correct, y'all are going to be pissed. <laughs> then he gets burnt to a crisp. No, he was my guy for the entire show. I mean, like, mm. in terms of favorites, like Cersei, I've mentioned before on the podcast, like, she's the one that I care about the most. Seeing her go out that way, kind of disappointing. It was such a pathetic way to pay off her death. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, like, I'm not even searching for satisfying. It's like, it lacks a certain kind of... I would say, um, I don't know, resonance. You know, it like it, it felt like a character who's established so much and was so resp responsible for so many things, especially since she's like she took the throne since season one with her son, right? Yeah, pretty much. And it's like, she was in charge this whole time. Compared to the other big bads who have died, Joffrey being poisoned at his wedding. Oh my God, what a resonant ending! Mm -hmm. Ramsay, Ramsay, Bolton Ramsay getting being eaten, by, eaten by, his by his own dogs. Oh my god, baller fucking move. So I think maybe the metaphor was like she was crushed by her own ambition, which is the representation of King's Landing crumbling around her. I guess so. I mean, In a literal sense. It yeah. was kind of that. It felt a little bit too on the like, nose. To be honest, it would have been more satisfying if Jamie had found her and like knocked out from the stones and she's like still breathing and he just like chokes her out to put out her own misery. Yeah, but it, like, even the Jamie, like, uh, the, I don't know, what, is the third turn he's made? Yeah, so, so uh, yes, us last episode say, oh no, he's going to actually go and kill her. This is him, like, you know, maintaining I his character arc in his development. Yeah. Nope. Guess he didn't. And he's back to exactly the same old Jamie, Jamie he was in season one. Which I yeah. kind of appreciated, but I think wasn't executed well. Because when it comes to Jamie Lannister's uh, arc, it's 
I do appreciate the whole like how they establish him as like just the the most bastardy bastard of all. Yeah. And then he had kind of like a medium redemption arc when he was captured by the Starks, and then he started to reveal his ambition was never to actually like you know he had no thirst for power. It's just basically he wanted to protect the he one he loved. He was just extremely selfish. I wouldn't say that because he did this all for her. But that, but it's a special kind of selfishness. You think? I would say like because I mean he he, he worked hard for his children. He worked hard for his his sister slash lover. And he technically worked hard for the realm to a certain point. Yeah, true. I remember he literally saved King's Landing from being burned alive, the yeah, first time. But it wouldn't be for selfish reasons because he's like he wanted to protect the family name, which they kind of. Uh, I think they cemented that perfectly last season with when he finally like meets up with Brienne and he realizes that. Maybe he was like blinded by like uh, filial piety or like you know family devotion. Where it's like, oh my god, I've been on the wrong side all along. Yeah. But I also kind of enjoyed the fact that at the end of the last episode where Brian was like begging him to stay, and he was basically, no, 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 I have to follow my heart. This is who I truly am. And yeah, I'm hate. Uh, she's hateful, and so am I. And it's like yeah. I appreciated that, and I was hoping, okay, let's see how that resolves. Mm-hmm. So when this episode happened, and then we have Tyrion try to like coax him down. And they just basically explain to him, sound the bells, surrender the city. It's whatever like brazen ambition you have right now, it's not worth it. Let's just protect wh- what we have left. Yeah, I know that you are doing this all to save your family. Save your family. Yep. And like, but no, yeah, I pr- agree with you totally. Like, uh, Tyrion and uh, Jamie's uh, final moments, you were the only one who was there for me. Like, God damn it, Peter Dinklage, yeah. get all the Oscars, get all the Golden Globes. That was well, beautifully been, done. He's been winning almost every Emmy for this role for since best dwarf? season one. <laughs> Best medieval dwarf, yeah. <laughs> Best medieval oh my dwarf. god, there's even a subsection for that bullshit <laughs> award. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, how about you, John? I I'm actually kind of okay with this episode, but again, my ties with Game of Thrones isn't as strong as you guys. Since you guys read the books more, you're more into it. Mm-hmm. I was more like, okay, this is just nice television. I mean, there's nothing that really pissed me off as much as it should. Again, I we kind of knew that Daenerys was going to do that heel turn in the end, regardless of what happens. They spilled it up too the much. The first season, everything. But I understand. I mean, I, I actually am on point with you, Shafiq, about it being way too on the nose, especially mm-hmm. when it comes to wrapping things up. But And then again, I kind of got the Clegan Bowl thing. I was actually looking forward to that, despite Sorry, the fact can that... Can you say Clegan Bowl? Clegan Bowl. It's yeah, Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl. Fucking <laughs> I don't know why I call it Clegan Bowl. <laughs> Clegane Bowl. Yeah, yeah. The fight itself... He's not speaking yeah, the common it, it tongue. it ended, yes. <laughs> it mean, ended on a right note. I mean, Hound hates fire, throws him in the fire, sacrifices himself, all good. Yeah. And those slashes, everything against his own brother, the mountain, the zombie mountain, mind you, was... It was quite fun to look okay. at for a yeah. while. And yeah, um, yeah, yeah. what's funny very, is that very visceral he kind of looks yeah. a bit like Varys now in his zombie form. True that. So it was yeah, a bit a lot confusing. Of people pointed it out, yes. No, people <laughs> are pointing out the fact that he looks like Darth Vader at the end of a, a Jedi. <laughs> yeah, as well. <laughs> it's like, that's the, the, the connection people are making. <sighs> yeah, um, I'll say one other thing. Um, so the build-up of the Golden Company that we've been building up since the end of Season 7. Wow, they weren't worth shit, were they? <laughs> Man, you I know hope what? she got a refund on that fucking loan. Jesus Christ! Well, you know, ever since like people were complaining about how the Dothraki were just wiped out in a second, <laughs> they That's got brought th- back. The funniest is I saw someone on Reddit uh, post uh, episode five as patch notes for a game. <laughs> Dothraki <laughs> yes. reintroduced after fan outcry for being removed. <laughs> Dragon gets HP and yeah, speed dragons buff. Dragons buffed, in- including uh, stealth and can uh, can stealth and take action on the same turn. Plus ten to agility, so they can yeah. avoid the arrows. Ballista's finally. nerfed, reduced accuracy and damage output. 
Mm-hmm. Um, this sounds like a game I don't want to play yeah. anymore. <laughs> Reduce morality uh, level for unsullied and northern soldiers so they can rape and pillage. Yeah, this version does not include the nudity in your region. <laughs> yeah, Marston stole day one. No uh, tits. <laughs> no tits for you guys they anymore. They won't from the official website, not from Steam itself. Ay, ay, ay. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe, okay, it is general consensus here, the last game, that we kind of agree with a lot of people out there that Game of Thrones is kind of dwindling rather than going out with a bang. So, they have only but one episode left to really impress, and I don't know where they can go with this because, like, the key players we have left is Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen, uh, Tyrion, and Davos. Those are the only ones. Uh, well, I guess and Grey Worm. You could do Arya, but. Grey Worm's not a Sansa, major player. He's, Brienne. Look, yeah. he's part of it. But the thing is, they have one more episode to tell us what the fuck is up with Bran. <laughs> <laughs> because so Why far... Why are we harping on that again? Because his entire character arc so far has been to sit in a chair under a tree so a white dude can stare at him. Best job ever, sir. That's all he's done in eight seasons. Dude, you can say the same thing about Patrick Stewart. But at least he <laughs> had to... He had mutant powers? Yeah. So does Bran. <laughs> at least he did something with those powers. Yes. Like, at least he was killed, interestingly, in the third one. Then brought back... For Days of Future Past. <laughs> yeah. Only to be killed by a sentinel. Yeah. Okay. And then to be, like, the scariest Alzheimer patient in existence. And then to be re- replayed by James McAvoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what a tangent. Welcome to the last something rather than went on, like, Crow Flying Simulator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crow Flying Simulator Part 2 was amazing. It's got multiplayer. <laughs> anyway, but... Yeah, apparently. So, um, I think, like, the one thing I want to kind of also allude to is, like, since I mentioned everybody else except Arya, so, um, one thing I do agree with Eccentric Tom is that visually and technically, like, in terms of uh, seeing King's Landing fall, like, now that's some... That was worth watching this is twice. Probably, yeah, the best uh, interpretation... Nice half an hour of instruction, basically. Yeah, best interpretation we'd, we would have had of bombing a civilian population since Man of Steel probably no no even <laughs> more impactful than Man of Steel because you're seeing people literally burning alive I think the next closest we have is Apocalypse Now yep probably definitely. when you have real napalm being used somewhere in <laughs> Vietnam wow the US did not give a fuck <laughs> in the 70s nope they decided to blow half the Philippines for a movie yeah so anyway although what's funny is that um I've seen that people on Twitter point out that uh, this is actually a very good representation of US foreign policy. Oh yeah, true. Just bombing <laughs> the shit out of some brown people. Look, I think the best quote of all time is still like uh, when they ask Dave Chappelle if he watches Game of Thrones and he says yes because I need to know how white people think. <laughs> <laughs> very true. I that's, think. Yep, that's, yeah. that's quite on the nose there, uh, Mr. Chappelle. Uh, but what I also want to kind of say is like um, a lot of people have been pointing out like why Arya has been getting quite a lot of screen presence in the last few episodes is basically... I mean, okay, let's just be super honest about ourselves. Uh, they're writing her to be the Deux Ex Machina of whatever for the next episode because how do you get between uh, a dragon and Daenerys? You need a ninja. Yeah, or you have it be John kill her. And John is fireproof because he's a Targaryen. Yeah. Which is just like, huh? Sure. <laughs> Fine, whatever. I distract her and then Arya kills her. And uh, Tyrion rides off the dragon into the sunset. <laughs> Perfect ending. <laughs> Why not? Why not? Because, yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to end this. I mean, before we play our usual round of what are we going to do with this show now. Let's talk- I want to talk about a few more things. Yeah, I want to talk about... Kind yeah, of- I need more plot points you want to bring up. Uh, I want to say, um, fuck you, Euron. 
Like, you are <laughs> such a stupid waste of time. What is the point of that character? Because in the books, he is truly menacing and terrifying. He's a black magic metal dude. In a fantasy thing here, he's discount Jack Sparrow. Ground, oh, he just pops twin. up, fights, and yeah, that's it, dies. <laughs> Pretty much yeah. it. And he's, like, even his line saying, I killed Jamie Lannister. No, you didn't. Some rocks did. <laughs> we literally had the rocks fall, everyone dies ending for the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, that's why they call it King's Landing. Oh, I see now. Yeah. Lands all over. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It lands like, on you. It lands show, on kings. This show is basically running like someone's uh, D&D campaign where they just want to finish it. So they're just wrapping shit up as quickly like, as possible. Now you're dead. Now you're dead. Super <laughs> tired. Like, okay, you have your book. big epic moment. You have your big epic moment. Like, wrap the shit up. Okay, I'll let you get your spell spells back because you're fucked this. Yeah. Just roll one. You win. <laughs> yeah. Roll six. The dragon roll a critical fail. Okay, you Because win. fuck it. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Nobody cares about crit hits anymore. Ay, ay, ay. Uh, but like, um, I don't know. Uh, how about this? Let's also kind of like uh, go around the table one more time and like maybe John, you can start this off. Like, what did they do correctly, or what did they do well at least? Uh, I'm not gonna go with what Tom said again. The direction from I think it was the same guy, Miguel Sapochnik. He also did the battle. What's that? The, 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 one, the Long Night, the Battle of Winterfell. Battle of Winterfell, yeah yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And we can see, if you can see what the hell is going on at that dark of day, seeing all this burning happening at daytime, yeah, really beautiful stuff. It's spectacular. And yeah. at least the way it ended, whatnot, like having the characters turn, like the, de- the journey itself was very, very rocky, if I'm being very, very nice here, but at least it got to the destination. And also very punny there, sir, very rocky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the destination itself, okay, fine, we got what we wanted, we got I guess the queen ruling over her ashes and stuff in the next episode was, was it likely... who dropped that? Was it Cersei? I'll be queen of the ashes. It was Daenerys. Uh, right? It was someone else, no, right? Daenerys said in some previous season, "I'm not go- going over to become a queen of ashes." Like, well, well I guess mean, you did. <laughs> yeah, you kind of did. You know, <laughs> I'm not like my father. Well, you kind of are now. Yeah, I mean, hmm. look, uh, I I'm a simple man. I see dragon destroying Ballista. I like. <laughs> it was quite satisfying. Quite satisfying. Oh, I mean, kind of undercut by the fact that uh, she couldn't bank for shit in the previous episode, and now <laughs> like, suddenly she's maxed out her dexterity. <laughs> like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, why were you able to do this literally last episode when you had fewer ships to? Kind now of they know around? what to expect, sir. Yeah, and this is the most common problem with this season. I mean, characters sometimes have their power levels changed up exponentially. Or mm-hmm. having their motivations and part of their storylines not resolve and kind of resolve but in a very hasty way. They are not sticking to the internal rules set out by the show in season one. They're not even setting out to the internal rules set out by George R. R. Martin, who probably doesn't give a shit anymore. He just except for his checks. perhaps the ending, which the direct, I mean, the producers probably knew beforehand when making this. But they everything s- in between, no. That, that's they no. said that um, they got points from George R. R. Martin about how he wants to end the book. So maybe like broad strokes will get. Yeah, who's gonna be on the Iron Throne and who's gonna be ruling Winterfell? Like those kind of broad strokes, but like how yeah. we get there and who's gonna be left alive? Yeah, that's all with David and DB Wise, basically. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm thinking? Also, I mean, I'm gonna put on my conspiracy theory head here for a second. George R. R. Martin probably petitioned for this episode so that he knew whether the ending he had would work, and if not, yeah, okay, I'll just do the other ending then. Yeah. Have you seen that the guy who played Barristan Selmy suggested that the book's actually done? 
and he's waiting for the series to be over before he publishes. That makes a lot of sense. Actually. Yeah, it yeah. does. It does. It was like, hey, disappointed by the ending? Oh, I know you are. Come buy my book to see how it really ended. Meanwhile, you back have two at endings the to George... pick. You want the shitty ending or the good ending? <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. like Mass Effect 3 all over again. Yeah, pretty much you're waiting for like uh, the Citadel DLC to get the decent ending. <laughs> no, you know what's going to be even more hilarious? is like when you buy the new Game of Thrones book and then like, uh, turn the page this for that ending? Or turn the page yeah, that choose your, your own choose your own <laughs> adventure. It becomes a choose your own ending. That's yeah. why it's been taking so long. You had to get the dude from Bandersnatch to fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. How about you, Centric Tom? What was at least that one plus point besides the carnage uh, that you thought like, hey, you know what? That, that, that was satisfying. Uh, I was going to say that um, this is gonna be a weird one to explain. Um, I like. We have time. It's a podcast. Yeah, yeah. If only I had a meeting where I could talk about whatever the fuck I want. Oh wait. There you go. Um, I kind of liked how the show made me feel watching people die. I it made me feel kind of like really disgusted and extremely uncomfortable watching. Yep. I know what you mean. Hordes of women and children and innocent people die. And then not just that, but seeing like the northern soldiers get in on the looting and pillaging and raping. I was watching this going, yeah, there really is no good person in this show. Like, Everyone's an asshole. In that, <laughs> in that instance, Game of Thrones became Game of Thrones again. In that instance, it reminded everybody, yeah, war is hell. Yeah, it's like watching this go like, yeah, this, this is making me feel really uncomfortable. Well done. Like, I guess this is the what you wanted people to feel. I think it was also kind of necessary because, I mean, as much as it's going to be a lot of, uh, I want to call it plot armor. I would call it like just scaffolding Arya's intention for the next episode, which I think she's oh, going to yeah. definitely... She survived five different buildings fall on her. Yeah. Because... And then got Horse Uber to come pick her up. I mean, like, here's the difference between something like Game of Thrones and maybe Man of Steel. When you have the camera down at the street level during the carnage, then yes, you can see how terrifying it is a dragon would be. Uh, yeah, it doesn't work so much in Man of Steel because uh, so Superman's also kind of in charge of in charger. Yeah, at fault for all this destruction. Hmm, maybe he's not such a good guy after all. Yeah, at least with the dragon, it makes sense because it is literally a wild animal barely under control of one crazy bitch yep there you go and i mean i would say it's like i mean why i do a lot of the men of steel references is like i had a lot of those flashbacks where i was like why does this feel like men of steel and it's like oh they want to kind of highlight the carnage on the ground level because i mean as much as it's like you know mortifying enough to see a dragon lay waste to just uh like i don't know what you call them like townspeople or yeah townspeople yeah yeah and like just seeing that from the top level it's already kind of like okay uh god complex okay this daenerys is a crazy yeah bitch. like harrowing you know very yeah but once it's on the ground and you're looking right up at it and you just see how like yeah there is nowhere to escape it's nothing but alleyways and like a mass of people that you need to climb over and you see humanity at its purest where it's just like you know uh you know you fight or flight and it's like oh yeah okay cool this, this i agree with you that was extremely well done but unfortunately a little bit out of place because the thing is when we have Arya represent like the so-called the cypher on the ground yeah yeah so it's like i mean to me it felt like okay so she's definitely going to close this this whole thing up because you know she never had as much character development because even when she did the training with the faceless mm -hmm. yeah it was just basically you know like the, like the karate kid is like wax on wax off like every every episode like okay she's training she's still training and now it's like we never gave her like that emotional impetus because she was the one until this episode when yeah, she said goodbye to because she house. was the first one because she was the one who witnessed the death of her father yeah so it's like to me i felt like okay 
I mean, like, when she and Clegane went all the way up to the tower and Clegane all of a sudden, like, you know what, I changed my mind. You have to turn back right now. All of a sudden, uh, this is my fight. And then just seeing her say thank you, I was like, okay. Like, that felt so disappointing because it's... When you saw the two of them ride off... I mean, I s- kind of see what you're saying, but I actually really liked that moment because I think it was once they finally got to the place when he realized... I'm making this girl become me. Yeah, yeah. And he, like, is filled with self-loving. No, but the thing so a lot is, of him saying, like, yeah, do you want to be I me? I agree with the, basically, the ethos and the pathos of that scene because, like, I totally get, uh, like, that was perfect. But it shouldn't have been in this episode. It should have been in the last episode. It should have been, as they were writing off, it's like, girl, you, you, you shouldn't come. And then she comes along anyway. But then but, how are we going to have her running through the streets of King's Landing? Bingo, yeah. because it's lazy, right? Yeah. This is definitely where this we would be so much more forgiving of this show, like even if the events, if it was better written. Also, if like you know someone with a brain had done the siege tactics of uh, the Winterfell, <laughs> yes. or if we had a proper accountant to actually properly finance and like you know plot outline for ten episodes. You, you have six episodes to like wrap it up, and it's like. Yeah, we already kind of had that pretext before all of this started. Like, okay, they have to go through a lot very quickly. And seeing them stumble through it sometimes is like... This is this should... A, a show like Game of Thrones shouldn't end like this. No, it's... It's becoming like a stupid show that you watch just for the lols. And if you watch it like that, yeah, it's far more enjoyable. But that's not what we gone to Game of Thrones for. We're going for the characters. We're we going for the big, story, the narrative. Like, yeah. yes, we came in kind of with a promise of, like, big epic battles and dragons and shit. But we started watching because we got to see people do conniving scheming Yeah, the shit politics, the conniving, the character development and the subverting. The of, incest. And the, people, yeah. and the people you least expect to die, die and so forth. Yeah, yeah we didn't start watching the show because of dragons flying. We started watching it because a 10-year-old boy got pushed out a window. We're like, no. oh, it's this kind of show. All it's right, that then. kind of show. And then I believe now it feels like it's gonna. Do you think it's now trying to going back, going back to the tropes that it's trying to avoid, or what? Like, I, I think, think it's, it's embracing all the tropes it's been avoiding all this while. Yeah, it's basically uh, falling onto uh, hacky writing because D and D. Yeah, they just they mentally checked out such a long time ago. Well, the checks cleared, so they're fine. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the thing. A sad like, they part turned too. down. I mean, yeah, you're, they like, you're right. Down, they turned it down. You're right. Yeah, they turned down more money from HBO to make more episodes. HBO obviously wants to build this for as long as they want, they can, and they were willing to throw literally every last cent they got. From Dude, we would have stuck around for another ten episodes, another season, even if they're like, yeah, yeah. sure. I mean, if so long as we got like those last, like they could have done this season could have been just the battle for the living. Like, this whole season could have been just the fight at Winterfell. Just make it one long guerrilla fucking warfare to kill the Night King. Mm. And then we could have had a six-episode uh, epilogue season next year to do all the King's Landing. Like the wrapping shit. up yep. and everything. Is it? So it would have been perfect if it was six episodes with the White Walkers and six episodes in King's Landing. Yeah. Because then you have the time to kind of, like, properly resolve and, like, have all these arcs make sense in a way. Yeah, because this is basically the aftermath of a Gordian not being cut open and you need to retie every single strand back again. Well, not every strand, but at least enough to have some kind of payoff. Because now... You know, Yara's just fucking off somewhere in the Iron Islands. Yeah, where the hell is Yara anyway? I mean, she's, <laughs> she's just, just hanging like out, having around. a big lesbian gangbang on the Iron Islands. She's like, yeah, I'm having such a great time. I wonder when my queen's gonna come and save me. Why is there only one dragon left? 
<laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah, they hinted at the lesbian love. Why is all the smoke coming out at the King's Landing? Yeah, right. well, she can't see King's Landing from over there. Although apparently, yeah. fuck geography. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, have you, you seen the that, right to say fuck the script, fuck geography? Then yeah, because <laughs> it makes more sense to have an open battlefield for armies to stare at each other and then do nothing. I understand budgetary constraints. It is a movie. It's not a movie. It's a TV show. It's a TV TV show. 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 But (laughs) not fun to build up a big confrontation and then not do anything with it. Like, don't hint at 20,000 soldiers coming over the sea and then have them all die from one strafing attack from a dragon. That's exactly how I feel about the Night King. Yeah. Well, at least the dead did something for a good 50 minutes before they fucked off and died. Sure that, but it felt like something that you shouldn't be able to resolve in an episode. Yeah. Absolutely. This would definitely have been they two defi- episodes. They definitely needed not even two episodes. They needed like that mid-season kind of zombie outbreak scenario. Yeah. Where it's like, it didn't feel like... Uh, it felt like they trudged all the way to the north. Once they re- re- uh, reached Winterfell, it was just stoppage. It should have felt like, nah, this is a plague that we're trying our best to try to keep at bay and they're just encroaching on King's Landing even more. And then I would have loved more politics with Cersei. Like... I'm still not gonna help you. Fuck you guys. And then everybody's like, we're losing people, we're losing men, we either run or we make a, a last stand here. Then it's like, now that would be a bit more heartfelt, I would say. Yeah. I want to shout out a really cool uh, YouTube channel I saw yesterday. Yeah, called Invictus. And he did a play-by-play of how he would have done the Battle of Winterfell. And talking about how it would have been, you know spend at least a couple episodes doing Fabian tactics of like denying battle like drawing the dead in and then having like real like layers of defense and then just have like a accurate battle tactics sir sir let me explain again you always start with cavalry absolutely <laughs> it's you charge all of your cavalry in one go pre- they're the Dorothy they're the yeah. impossible to kill and then you get your artillery up at the front of the army and fire it once mm-hmm. and then just and leave it be and then stick your trench behind your front line so they have a hard time coming back behind the walls. (sighs) I guess those tactics kind of work because apparently there's still more cavalry in this particular fight for this episode. Where were they this whole time, right? Slaughtering children and men everywhere. No, you just click the button which uh, selected extra replenishment right after the battle rather than like uh, ransoming off a Reinforcements have arrived. Okay, I see. (laughs) That was terrible. Anyway, (laughs) boys. You know what? what, Let's wrap up uh, with our usual. So what shall we do next? And I'm very uninspired yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I... What, 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 what do you guys want to see in the last episode or don't want to see? I'll, I'll tell you what I feel. I kind of had my nice ending moment and it was episode two. Yeah. That was the last mm-hmm. good episode of Game of Thrones in the season. Mm-hmm. And the heartfelt preparation before war and stuff. Yeah, having them drinking around the fire, taking the piss out of each other and then listening to Podrick sing. Cool, yeah. yeah That's a is, way to it end is. it. Yeah. Like, not this... That would have been cool. Uh, I mean, it would have been very brave also on the part of the writers if they were just to fade to black and then like, they don't explain did they survive the, the the raid. No, we don't know. That would be the biggest fuck you and I would applaud them so much for it. <laughs> like, even the Sopranos people well, were like, a no, that was ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. yeah well, I, don't know. I mean, no matter what happens when this episode comes out, everyone's not going to be happy about it at all. Then period. Ha- okay, how about this? Uh, in that case, uh, Tom, what are your predictions? Uh, Hot That's Pie comes out right and there. kills Daenerys and <laughs> Bakes her into a pie. Okay. How about you, John? Uh, I guess Tyrion takes a throne. I don't care. You want Tyrion <laughs> to take the throne? Oh, really? I'm sure he might. He needs I a mean, booster too, huh? I'd rather yeah, put too. Joffrey's I mean, like little... bloated corpse on the throne rather than Daenerys. True that. Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, 
enemy you know over the enemy you don't know and all that shit. Yep. I just want Daenerys to sit on it. I want Jon to just look at him. You know what? I want to say one last thing about uh, our dear Kit Harrington, who definitely has no career after this. <laughs> what else is he going to do? Uh, he, he tried had, action movie. He failed. He did <laughs> He did two action movies. Both didn't make any money exactly, in the box office. Exactly, yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's, he's got his game. peerage. Yeah. You know what? I would just like to say, uh, as a guy to another guy, like just watching him, that moment when he saw the Unsullied start slaughtering people, and then he gave the perfect, oh my god, I just married a crazy bitch face. He stuck his dick in crazy. <laughs> and like, oh my I god. I got like, fucked uh, up. He, he stuck had, it in deep. He had that perfect expression of like, oh shit. <laughs> This is happening. You done fucked up, John Snow. Don't you that bitch is crazy? And then yeah, she your auntie. Ingrid from heaven, just like you really know nothing. You really know nothing. Stupid bitch. Fucking Ingrid comes back from the grave. Like oh man. But predictions for me, yes, Daenerys definitely has a nice opportunity where she sits on the throne. A grey worm decides yeah. to like you know I shall be the new hand we shall try to kill the dink the dink has an unceremonious death but he is rescued by Arya because uh, reasons because plot armor Jon Snow says like enough is enough and then uh, Daenerys is like no then Dracarys to you Jon Snow and then he doesn't catch fire because he's also Targaryen and then uh, Grey Worm tries to kill Jon Snow, but Jon Snow uh, thwarts it in the nick of time because Davos decides to use his body as a shield. And Davos is like, oh, that's my debt paid to you because we need to wrap this up. And then <laughs> poor Jon Snow is basically looking at Daenerys, I loved you. And then she's like, Aah! and then like he stabbed her. And then Arya is like, yay. And then Dinklage is like, fuck. And then like, credits. Speaking of segues, Director Pikachu. <laughs> Speaking we cannot make like, this segue. Let's nah, let, let's try. Let's try. Okay, everybody has a chance to do a segue. Okay, from dragons, from okay, from yeah, from dragons to yet another anime dragon. We have you know Pokemon movie that's already out. Live action Pokemon, the first ever Western created live action Pokemon film. Detective Pikachu. What do you guys think? Uh, that was okay. a terrible segue. Yes, I know. Okay. okay, Tom, you're up to bet. Let's see what you got. So, from Fire Breathing Lizard to Fire Breathing Lizard, it's Detective Pikachu with a Charizard scene in the That was title. written even lazier than the Bills <laughs> episodes. <laughs> Alright, your turn, Shafiq. Okay, from the balls of Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> we have Detective Pikachu. That's not even a segue! <laughs> I know, we go for the non-sequitur yes. here on the last game podcast. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, this movie happened. And, uh... Wait, yeah. shall we do spoilers? Yeah, yeah we should... I mean, we're doing spoilers. Here's the spoiler. Ryan Reynolds is Pikachu. <laughs> <laughs> so, this movie was actually really enjoyable. Okay. It wasn't a great movie by any stretch of imagination. Of course not. <laughs> but it's not it Shakespeare, dude. There's a fucking show about little critters and anime and cockfighting and... Giant rats fighting. fighting each dog other. Fighting. Giant I don't know what it's dog fighting. It's Michael Vick's dream, wet dream, basically in anime form. That is a very odd reference for this podcast. But <laughs> Shout yes, out to our American uh, NFL players who yeah. who dog fight instead of cock but fight. Like, what do you expect from a movie called Detective Pikachu? I mean, Pokemon, right? I I I'm not saying I'm I wanted an exploration of the darkest and the most depraved forms of humanity and animal <laughs> abuse. So that's why we got the kid from the get down to be in it. <laughs> Good one. That's why we got Ryan Reynolds to play Pikachu. Because of course, another, nobody will take this movie seriously. What do we need? We need Deadpool to play Pikachu. There you go. So look, 
here's the thing, it's a super simple story about a kid trying to find out what happened to his dead father, then finds out there's a bigger conspiracy to do with Pokemon, and shocker, it's Mewtwo, it's not a spoiler, he was in the trailer, and then there's a twist at the end. And then another twist. And then a twist which we totally saw coming, and then... You had the ending from the first, uh, from Batman 89. Yeah, and kind of <laughs> the ending from the Pokemon 2000 movie. Oh, kind really? Of. Okay. Yeah. That. Okay, okay. It's the one with Mewtwo. When, uh, like, the tears of the Pokemon, like, resurrected. Oh, that's uh, Pokemon, the first movie. Jesus yeah. Christ. Okay. It's technically a sequel to that. They, they referenced uh, Mewtwo being created in Kanto 20 yeah, years the, previously. Yeah, the Pokemon God, basically, more or less. Right? And I'm guessing. let's... Okay, before we go into spoilers... Which, which did, are, we, we did already. <laughs> which, it, it's totally pointless. You're watching it for, like, you know... You know, a deep story or a strong You're narrative. watching it to watch Pokemon be cute yeah. on screen. And I would say that for the most part, they accomplished capturing the essence of all the Pokemon. I would say that, yep. Yeah. yeah, because, yeah, Pikachu is adorable. Bulbasaur is very sweet. Lickitung is gross. And Mr. Mime is this hideous, deformed monstrosity. Hey, that's not as creepy nightmares. as Ditto in that final scene, right? Oh, Ditto yeah. Is... That Ditto was appropriately creepy. It's like the T-1000 kind of, of the anime world, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I mean like, if you think about it, right, when these animals... I mean, animals, these Pokemons, these pocket monsters, I'm sorry. I, have a <laughs> I don't know question. why people are also upset about that, considering that there's a shitload of these animes out, and this is their first time seeing a Western adaptation. I mean... I mean, again, the world itself, the world building, I think the effects team, they do need applause for this because they made a po Pokemon world feel believable. I mean, through the eyes of kids and adults everywhere. Just watching it when um, Justice Smith's character was walking in the Rhyme City, just checking out everything, seeing the cage fights as well. And even that little scene, you know, like at the end, like close to the third act where they're at this... I think away from the Pokemon facility, if I recall, right? And then they're walking around, around the river when before uh -huh. they met up Mewtwo with the herd of Bulbasaur's walking around. Uh, that, that's something that kind of I kind of want to see more in the future from these companies, you know, giving some proper respect and giving some proper care done for a live It's like a video game adaptation, lah. So, yep, it's a video yeah. game adaptation. It's probably the best video game adaptation since the Mortal Kombat movie. That's, yeah, I know it doesn't say oh, much. it's Castlevania. Still, yeah. Oh, yeah, Castlevania. Oh, Castlevania is really good. Yeah. Movie, 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 movie. Well, if you're talking like, yeah, live TV show, action, Castlevania is still yeah. the absolute best, which is damn near untouchable. I guess if you're talking live action, yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. yeah. It's still Mortal Kombat, yeah. Um, and probably Silent Hill. Okay, anyway. Uh, that Silent Hill isn't too bad, actually, come to think of it. The first one was not, no, it's not bad. What I want to say, okay, so the Detective Pokemon, so it's a very... Detective Pikachu, please. Uh, detective whatever. Detective Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> Detective Justice, Justice, the detective. Okay, what appropriate name for an actor to be in a detective story? He Justice should, Smith. He should do the Lethal Weapon reboot where he's too young for this shit. <laughs> anyway, um, what I was about to say was like, um, so here's the kind of movie where, when the trailer came out, every one of us here, the last thing was uh, pleasantly surprised and also very curious. Like, so how are they gonna do this? And I think we didn't really have a proper roundtable discussion as to like what was the potential of this. It was movie. definitely the weirdest trailer reveal, and then eventually when Detective Pikachu spoke and we got Deadpool, it's like, okay, okay, I want to see where this is going. Yeah, and um, but it's the thing; it works because it's not trying to be Deadpool. No, it's just Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds sounds like that. Yeah. I know. Like a but PG I mean, like, friendly version of Ryan Reynolds trying to play. Yeah, it's not trying that. to do like the third wall breaking kind of nonsense. Is it trying to be an honest 
endearing I mean, detective story, which happens to have an electric mouse as the main protagonist. Yeah, yeah. No, but mm, well, I mean, I, oh god, this is gonna show my age. Like when people were mentioning, oh, it sounds like Deadpool, and to <laughs> me, it's like it sounds like Van Wilder. <laughs> Oh, it sounds like really the guy from Two age. Guys at the Pizza Place. Yeah. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. So, uh, I mean, like the thing is, we were definitely there, extremely curious. Like, okay, how are they going to market this? And it's like, it's apparently a detective thriller with very noirish elements. And also going off on what uh, John said about like you know the world design. Props to the fucking guy who did the lighting. Yes. The lighting is spectacular, yeah. and I didn't expect that at all because the shadows were quite realistic. Seeing the uh, actors interact with the CGI characters, like it felt very seamless, except for the Mewtwo final battle. That looked like a CGI fuckfest. Well, like, yeah, it's sure. because it was a CGI fuckfest. Just yeah, like yeah. everyone's buzzing every... by really fast and stuff. Yeah, fighting. I mean, yeah, every uh, mainstream movie it has some kind of CGI fuckfest. I think at this, this point. is I mean, uh, yeah done by Motion Picture Company, Image Engine, Frame Store, Rodeo FX. Oh, it's and... Image Engine. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. no wonder. And instinctual VFX. I think Shafiq might be familiar with one of these names or all of them. Yeah, yeah, but did. Well, but the thing is, they didn't tell who did what sections, right? Because the, this is the general. This is the general, yeah. Yeah, it's like for me, my favorite. I mean, in terms of technical ability, right? Every time, like Justice Smith is just sitting down and talking to Pikachu, whether it be in a bar in his bedroom or in the police office, and you have all this dramatic lighting where you have like car shadows on faces, and you have Venetian blind like uh, line lights on the on the ceiling. Yeah, and the wall behind. good looking. Like, yeah. This looks gorgeous. Why? Whoever is doing the lighting, you're working way too hard for a detective. Well, for a Pokemon film. Speaking of working way too hard, I remember when Ryan Reynolds leaked the movie on uh, <laughs> Twitter and it was just an hour and 40 minutes of Pikachu dancing. To jazzercise music. Yeah, that was yeah. cute. <laughs> and even then, the lighting and shadow effect was world class. Yeah, that looks great. Yeah, yeah. In an internet meme. We're gonna, we're, we're definitely going to watch this movie for that reason alone, I guess. This should win an Oscar. I say like, on this a needs technical to be, level, this is very well done. This has done. to be nominated for Best Visual Effects, for sure. Until uh, Endgame, which is not getting any Oscar nods. Uh, I think it should. It's far too early for that. I think they're just fine with the money. Look, they're not, they're not <laughs> going to announce good. any Oscar nods until next year, but people are saying they're going to campaign to uh, have uh, Sure, Danny they can nominated. buy the they can definitely buy the award ceremony by now with no, all the money they made. If Danny Jr. gets nominated for Best Actor, that would be, you know, good. For what? Iron Man. Okay, Downey Jr. Nah, nah, that's not an Oscar-worthy performance. It's fine. Uh, speaking of fine, uh, so I mean, as okay, why I was harping on about how we're gonna market this movie, right? Because like there is definitely three uh demographics I think they're trying to cater to. You got the hardcore Pokemon fans, mm-hmm. and here's how you identify them: they're the ones screaming out the names of the Pokemon in the cinema as you're trying to enjoy a fucking movie. <laughs> Shut up, people! Yes, I know what that is. Didn't you have that situation? Uh, we all did. No. We all did. No, I had a couple scenes where the boyfriend kept on like describing the Pokemon when it came on screen to his boy- girlfriend. Yeah, she was getting really wet with all that. <laughs> sure. I'm sure. Especially when those like weird monkey beatbox things. Oh, that's iPom, right? <laughs> iPoms, yeah. Which generation is that? Third, I think. Third. Uh, I think it's blue. third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I've only ever played Gen 1. Okay. I mean, there's been more since. There's a lot of these damn monsters. Yes. Like, there was one point I could name all of the original 150, and now there are like a thousand of them. I think it's 800 plus. 800 plus. plus. Really? I thought there'd be more by now. And then there's like Sword and Shield coming out. The last one was uh, Black and White, and Black and White didn't really top it up that much. There's not been a new one since Black and White? No, there's Sun and Moon. People are clamoring for a new one for the Switch. No, because there there was a new one. No, Sun and Moon was the last one. Yeah. 
yeah. and then Sun and Moon Ultra. I forgot what the subtitle yeah. was, but it's another but version. It basically, it didn't add more to the Pokédex. It's just like it hasn't hit a thousand yet. Well, maybe with this coming one. So yeah, so and she'll I mean, add in 150 more. Would that be a thousand? I'm guessing almost. It. Yeah. yeah. It'll probably, it'll probably just breach a thousand. <laughs> okay. So, there's a lot of these fucking creatures. Yes. Anyway, yeah, gotta catch them all. Yeah. So, I mean, there's also uh, fans of Ryan Reynolds, I guess, because he was definitely front and center when it came to the marketing of this creature. Oh, for sure. And then there's that second demographic. Guys like us who are like, yeah, I'm curious. Sure, we're why we're not? Curious. What's, what's going to happen? Yeah. What could this possibly do? And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm along the lines of what Tom said. It was like, you know what? That was entertaining because... Like just doing your your pencil pitch of this is like what's this movie about? A boy tries to find out who killed his father with Pikachu as his sidekick, and he talks with Ryan Reynolds in voice. the Pokemon filled city. And we're basing it on an esoteric one shot Nintendo DS game, which no one remembers. Oh no, I played that. that. Was it was huge in Japan. It, it's it's like what do you expect <laughs> from one of the best games? Game. Yeah, <laughs> I mean in terms of like pointy clicky, yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's like. You have to understand is like how did this movie even get made? Because nothing because about Nintendo this... has a lot of money, and they're really apparently. trying their best to actually get their IPs out in the silver screens. But ever Nintendo since... doesn't own Pokemon. Pokemon owns Pokemon. No, I mean Nintendo Pokemon Company uh, does. I think it, Pokemon Company is basically the only thing because they're the only company that can like. Okay, you know what? We don't need to always be on your consoles. We can actually go to Niantic and have that happened around I guess, when uh, I think yeah. two three years before yeah. Pokemon Go came out. Right? They became its own thing. Yeah, like Pokemon is the. They're the only kind of like everybody associates them as a Nintendo yeah. IP. Technically, they're their own thing by now. They are. They are. Yeah. Like, yeah, I suppose. Nintendo still needs to give you permission to have a Mario movie, but Pokemon can do whatever the fuck. I mean, they four want, more actually. years, I think they can just make a Pokemon game for all consoles. Well, you know, maybe. I would love to see a Pokemon game on a Sony PlayStation. Oh wait. Remember that time when uh, Pokemon and Tekken had a crossover and they had Pokken tournament? Only for only for Nintendo about, consoles, unfortunately. It kind of worked because you know what? That was, for, for a hot minute, yeah. people played it, and this is kind of it looks okay. fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, like it's it's a different kind of battle where oh, you actually control the Pokemon this time. Hmm. Yeah, what an interesting dynamic with Hadouken motion. Cool. <laughs> uh, but so it's like. What I want to do is like I want each of us to kind of like what demographic are you? Where do you fall within the category of like which audience member are you when you came into the cinema and did you enjoy the experience? And uh, what would be a generous critique <laughs> of the experience? <laughs> let's, That's let's, a lot of questions to ask. And I would just say that this right, okay? What do you represent when you when what do you watch this like? How would you um, improve it? And what 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 constructive feedback would you give? <laughs> You're being very nice about this movie. You're talking to the only guy on the podcast as a Pikachu tattoo. <laughs> okay, fair I mean, enough. I'm an actual fair fan enough. of this shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kind of like Pokemon because I was the right age when it became popular. Use descriptive words. <laughs> yeah, I was four when it came out, so I was like literally the target demographic for it. But I never owned a Nintendo game, so I never got into it. But Ah. Yeah. So, speaking as someone who was... Watched the cartoons at least the first 20 episodes that I fell off. But... You're not missing much, dude. He just catches more. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I know. He's a terrible Pokemon trainer. He does literally nothing. He's not even won a tournament. But wait, he finally Oh, does. wait, he did. <laughs> Which, how many seasons? Though? What? 15 years later. <laughs> 15 years later. He finally won one. And he's gone through like... He's got the highest 20 XP different and the shittiest win rate. 
No, because he finds out about their backstory and he lets them go. He's a sweetheart. What are you talking about? Oh, yeah, when he lets, uh, what's his name? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, when he says goodbye and it flies off on that migration thing and they have this tearful goodbye. And it turns into Mothra. Speaking of which, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, coming out soon. Can't wait. Speaking of gigantic, speaking of monsters that you can't fit in your pocket. That looks actually really enjoyable. Uh, that looks like a CGI fuckfest, I wouldn't mind. Yeah, that's in two weeks' time. But yeah, um, this movie was fine. Uh, we've already kind of said what was good about it. What I would say you could do better is um, maybe do some, a slightly more complicated plot. Like, trust your audience to follow on a little bit more. Because this was definitely an hour and 40 long minute movie with a plot long enough for a hour long TV special. It's basically a police procedural. Yeah, which they stretched out with some weird um, conspiracy theory. And like, you know, yeah. moments with this actress who doesn't really pay off. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I liked her character, but they kind of said, we're introducing this interesting character with your cool psychic Psyduck and then... She doesn't really do anything afterwards. Because Psyduck is way more interesting. <laughs> yeah. And that's all he says, Psyduck. <laughs> that's it. And yeah, Psyduck is definitely my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> because he is such a wonderful mess of a character. Remember the scene where like, Psyduck, stay in the car. Psyduck. Oh. <laughs> There's a lot of that in the cinema when I was Yeah, or the part where he convinces Pikachu to give him a foot rub. Aww. He's just saying, like, Psyduck, no, I'm not uh, massaging your feet. Psyduck. Yes, I do care about his life. Okay, I'm kind of worried about that scene especially because it could be some asshole or some intern on the writing staff who decided to ship the two of them. Mm. Uh, well, yeah, it's definitely happened. Like, There's probably there's at least two different deviant uh, there's probably, pages on it. Yeah, there's probably a, a porn banner. That Remember kids, turn right on now. your safe search engine on to avoid all this shit. No. Your safe search engine? Yeah, safe search. Yeah, safe, safe search. search turn it on, you know. Turn on yeah. safe search. That's not how the internet works. <laughs> no, I, it it will find a way. Life finds much a way. Much like life, porn finds a way. So much like porn, life finds a way as well. So, uh, Tom, what would be um, uh, an area of improvement that you would suggest? Uh, I mean, I'm trying to think. Just maybe some of the dialogue could have been a bit less dumbed down. Because yeah, it's I know. For kids. I know it's for kids, but the people who are really into Pokemon, maybe slightly more than they should be, are all like my age. Or my age. Yeah, who have money and you know, like technically, uh, Endgame is for kids as well. But they weren't pulling punches when it came to some elements of storytelling. Endgame, Endgame is more for yeah, PG. PG. It's so a PG film, right? Yeah, it's a PG film. Whereas like when you have a detective Pokemon, like imagine a hard R Pokemon movie. How? How, how would it make any sense? I mean, I would, for Rocket? I would watch it. <laughs> yeah, for Pikachu's Rocket. Sure. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a thinker. Bestiality too, Tom. Where's no. the air horn? <laughs> yeah, we gotta use that somewhere. Uh, gotta... <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm not sure how I could improve it. But it's just like, yeah, how could you improve this? It's, it's like a masterpiece, right? <laughs> it's not a masterpiece. It's just like for what it wants to be, it does it very, very well. It's definitely aimed at people younger than me and that's fine and like, the best thing about it is like you got nothing to compare it to because you like I mean there, there are obviously comparisons to like same thing like Who Framed Roger Rabbit where it's just basically uh, like fan service and franchise yeah, thing is, like, this, wrapped around a detective yeah. noir story this is kind of released a bit too early like if this movie had come out maybe 10 years later and I have like a toddler I need to make shut the fuck up this is the perfect movie instead of Cars 5 or yeah, Cars 17 fuck, by then fuck Cars fuck Cars yeah fuck that the soulless merchandising bullshit that Pixar got clumped onto. Speaking of Toy Story 4, how about you, uh, John? <laughs> um, 
What are your what is your general impressions, areas of improvement and general well, critique? Well, generally I'm not a huge fan <laughs> of Pokemon. I mean, again, I like like Tom and you, I've played uh Pokemon Yellow, Blue, Red, um Gold, Silver, but that's about it. I skipped every single generation after that cuz I don't know, it just didn't seem tailored for me and this was like me. I think I was in high school during that time, so and then upon seeing this trailer, again, I'm just interested to see how this pans out and I pretty much got what I wanted. Apparently, a Western live ad- action adaptation of a game. I don't you care. You wanted this? I mean, this is the thing. I mean, what do you want from a Pokemon film? I mean, you got your cute creatures. You've got like a disposable plot, which, you know, is meant for all ages. I mean, and you got like a main star, which is obviously Ryan Reynolds this part. I mean, the only way I could go divide to, to be a little different is like maybe adapt one of those Pokemon films, the one with red and blue, the one with the kid, you know, trying to be the Pokemon trainer fighting all the gym leaders and shit, but that mm, wouldn't make for a I good way to bring in new crowds of people, right? So this is kind of what people want. And again, what, what what do you need from a Pokemon film, to be honest? I don't need anything from a Pokemon movie. I literally... I would have loved more Pokemon, actually. I mean, they did enough, you I know? Would I mean... To see more variety. And maybe this is just like me pretending to be an old man, but I kind of wish there were more that I recognized, like more from Gen 1 and 2. Like they're all over the place, but it's, it's basically like a game of uh, Where's Waldo? You have to like look in the corners. Yeah, like uh, what's the name of that weird uh, duck with a hat in the coffee oh, shop? Oh, Ludiloco, Ludicolo, right? Ludilo- yeah, Ludicolo, yeah, Ludilo- or whatever. Like, I wanted more of that character. Yeah, yeah cause he's just Ludicolo, like, a more extreme, yeah. more extreme version yeah. of Psyduck. You know what? Mexican Psyduck. I'm yeah. a simple man. I see a Jigglypuff, I'm fine. Yeah, Aww. we got we got Jigglypuff for <laughs> and like five seconds. That was a pretty seconds. cool scene involving that, the turtle. That Pokemon. trademark angry face because people fell asleep once again when it's singing. Yeah, that was a pretty mm-hmm. cool scene as well. The Torteras as well. Like you didn't know they were big until oh shit, that's why the ground was crumbling and shit. They're that yeah. big. Yeah, I mean that was a cool scene, and then you realized oh they literally just included it yeah, for this did. scene to have a cool moment where terrain is falling apart. If we'd removed that section, this movie would have been absolutely fine. Like, that was definitely a fluff moment. You know what? You could have removed all the live-action actors. This movie would have been fine also. Yeah, there are... Because so you could have just had, like, Pikachu's actually. Big Day Out. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been fine with that. I would have just watched that. I would have watched... Maybe instead of, like, making it, like, wrap around some sort of, like, a uh, crime thriller, is like... Do it like a National Geographic where you just see them in the wild and somebody just narrates it. Like, yeah. oh, here we have the, the, the Pikachu. Or we could create the one where he has to look after Togepi. And then Snubble's a bully. Yeah, whatever. Snubble's, yeah. Because like... I have good. to... I actually really like Snubble as well. Oh. <laughs> Snubble. <laughs> Snubble. <laughs> like a pink tutu uh, bulldog. I mean, like, what would you improve on, John? Um, That's the thing. I mean, as a kid's film that did what I need to do, especially for a very first Western adaptation of this sort of thing, as well as being a pretty decent video game adaptation when you think about it, Nothing else. I don't need to improve much. It did what I need to do. I, I'm not gonna give. I'm not gonna say this is like highbrow entertainment and all that. But it's still <laughs> nobody seems this is highbrow entertainment. Yeah, this is exactly. You see. Yeah. yeah. Imagine if this guy came out in like Oscar bait season. For your consideration, Detective Pikachu, <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds, or inside best, the actor best, Ryan Reynolds talking about Detective best Pikachu. Best adapted screenplay from a video game. <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're not gonna be seeing that. Best shit, cinematography. But... <laughs> you know what? Not cinematography. I would definitely give best lighting. Best, best yeah, best lighting. Best lighting. Is best there visual. A best lighting? There is. Oh. I mean, Gaffer gets an award for something. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I mean, anything else you want to add, John? I guess the human actors could be a little more human. 
<laughs> I don't I don't remember. Yeah, more personable, more charismatic. I, I mean, apart from Justice, I, everyone else is just basically template characters like template sidekick, which you know Justice Smith will probably fall for. And then you got the template. Be- uh, benevolent guy slash bad guy revealed Played at by the Bill end. Nye. Like, who saw that <laughs> yeah, coming? Bill Nye, Bill yeah. Nye, a heel turn? Never. Yes. <laughs> there you go. See. Like, I was actually kind of annoyed when it turned out to be he was the bad guy all along. Mm-hmm. It was kind of nice to, for it to be the piece of shit son for a while. It's like I know this isn't going to last but let me enjoy him not being the bad guy for once. But deep down you saw it coming yeah. a mile away. I, mean, right. I kind of disagree. I thought that Justice Smith actually did a pretty damn good job. I thought it was terrible. Really? Like every moment where he's like, "Oh, uh, I'm sorry about your father." Yeah, I'm alright. Like, you, you you just found out your dad died, and this is the emotion you're giving to this person. Who well, I think it? the part where he finally he breaks down much, and he's yeah. like trying to hold back tears of was all. when he meets the Pikachu, which like, no, uh, the part at the end when he sees the footage, he's like trying to like blink back tears. I thought that was quite a good bit of understated acting. But it felt more like we needed that for this scene. Whereas in terms of, uh, he has a very disjointed kind of. Uh, range because sometimes it seems like he's a man on a mission then he turns into like a very defeated kind of like oh no it's a dead end all the way and then all of a sudden he's like it's I think because he's I don't know if it's him or it's the direction because it's, it's definitely obviously like they I think it might be the writing could also be the I writing. think it might be the writing they definitely yeah, right. focused hard but on you giving can't Ryan really Reynolds blame the writing because it's also how you deliver you know what I mean like the, li- <laughs> the line is the line you just need to be able to encapsulate the moment so it's like Maybe I I think it could be also a situation of they they spliced the wrong takes together. It might be that because yeah. in the get down we were definitely far more impressed with his. Yeah, acting. but let's not compare to the get down. I mean, like, what? what was presented here is like these are the if these are his best takes, then it's like there's something very inconsistent about um, like what was the the emotional impetus for a lot of his like choices. And he was the better actor in this film compared to everyone else. No, what, the best, part. the best actor, Ryan Reynolds. Well, well, yeah, but that goes without <laughs> okay, saying. Of course, of course. That he plays the best, saying. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's been doing the same shtick for God knows how long. He perfected the Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan since Reynolds. Adventureland. Yeah, he's been doing yeah, the same yeah. shtick. No, since Two Guys and a Girl in a Pizza Place. I've not seen that one, so I. Yeah. Before they renamed the show, uh, Two Guys and a Girl because they couldn't afford yeah. a pizza place. It was his sitcom yeah. back in the like late early two thousands. Before he was a thing. Yeah, late nineties, early I had no idea. Oh wait, before he started working out. Like if you see uh, him back he then, he's just like a wiry dude. Yeah, well, you see him back then. It's like this guy, he's not gonna amount to anything. Then all of a sudden, he decided to do some sit-ups and and uh, push-ups. It's like because when he tried to now we're a in trouble. Lantern. He's turning into Van Wilder. Ay yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but so I don't know. I mean, Justice is very inconsistent. Uh, I mean, powers that be could be also at. Fault I think here. it's more that like we're focusing on the Pokemon. Like you are there to like. Fill in the quota we need for humans. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think for for the parts that he did, right. like there were parts which did impress me. Maybe as a whole, it was a bit disjointed. I agree, but I think it might just be more a question of like not great editing takes together rather than. But like, also, I mean, like, you you as an actor should understand your characters like biblio and like just be able to like okay, I read the entire script. I'm not just gonna do it per scene. I'm just gonna like. So this is the journey that this character takes. So it's like, I know for this scene particularly, I need to nail this emotion. It's like Maybe. That, that happens. So, but I mean, ugh. Uh, yeah, he's a fine actor. I mean, nothing that impressive. Uh, I would say best actor still side up. He delivered side up perfectly. Yeah, well, yeah. Like, I mean, like, there was definitely a lot of dynamic range in the way like he the said The part Psyduck. when he said side up, and then yeah. like the next scene when he said side up. Yeah, that and then, really like, after, me away. Oh man, uh, oh man. And the, the moment after like that amazing chase scene and he said side up. 
Yeah. Like, that was some, some, some amazing Psyduck here. And my heart broke when he went Psyduck. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's tearing me apart right now. Best Psyduck. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Can we do and and reviews? I don't think there's much else we can talk about. I don't know. I mean, I guess that's one point we can bring Which up. Is... Like, we could say that, I mean... Wait, I haven't can done we all agree that this is a... <laughs> Okay. Oh, I mean, well, can you we kind all of agree like that this gave a... your opinion all the way through? Can I do? Can I do my critique? Oh, sorry, sure, like, ahead, how I could improve this? So, <laughs> okay, here's my idea. So, what we do is right. Uh, so, we also digitize Justice Smith and we turn him into a CGI character. Uh huh. And then, like, instead of making it into a movie, we put it onto this thing called a video game. And then, like, we put it onto this thing called a console. And then we attach some controllers. And instead of listening to him tell a story and do some dialogue, we have this like amazing CGI rendition of the Pokemon world to play in. So you just wanted a, a Pokemon game? Like I want that as a video game right now. Like, I kind of want that too. As a as a as as a fan of Pokemon, is like like okay, it's kind of cool that they've kind of retained their uh, je ne sais quoi all this time. But what's really weird is that they included like the rules of Pokemon battles where they only know four moves at a time. Because you got to be consistent with the lore, sir. Which is just <laughs> yeah. like. I mean, it makes sense from a game balance perspective, but why are you insisting on having this so, in... This is why I, I guess su- Pokemon can only learn that many moves. Yeah. The moment when Rhino Ronald says like, oh, wait, he says this is my best move. And I was like, yeah, that's your best move. Use that move. And he used it effectively and immediately it clicked in me like, if there was a game that looked like this and we have the technology. Oh yeah. What is stopping you guys? Make this shit. I want to have yeah. a fully rendered... MMORPG world that looks like that which we've seen it exists yeah and the Pokemon look like that and it's like that's what I want that is exactly what I want I don't want to like uh, find out who the the, the killer is I just want to catch them all with these graphics so uh, I think maybe if that's I mean obviously this game this show is going to make bank so it's, it probably, has made bank like, it has 50 million already yes. yeah it needs I'm gonna guess the sequel game. would actually <laughs> work in that favor. Have the Pokemon battles. Yeah, yeah, dude, which is have, crazy. You have nothing but crazy. This is like the power of executives. Uh, wh- what do people want? They want Ryan Reynolds. They want this uh, Pikachu thing, and then uh, they also want gritty detective stories. We'll make a movie. If somebody <laughs> write the script now. <laughs> it was like, damn, it worked. <laughs> Shit. Yes, oh, it did. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was gonna work, and I think it actually worked in this movie's favor that the Sonic trailer came out. <laughs> Because people are like, oh, so holy can see, shit. like, how to make an adaptation right and how to make an adaptation wrong, yeah. basically. It's like people are like, okay, at least now Pikachu looks far more adorable than this you know what? awful monstrosity. Whatever the hell I'm imagining, is. like, the situation over at, like, the studios was basically, uh, man, this endgame is gonna definitely steal our thunder. We better release another trailer. And then, like, oh, Sonic just released the trailer. Oh, we're huh. fine. We're yeah. fine. We're absolutely fine. <laughs> now people just want to see us instead. Aha! And it worked. Thank you, Sega. Oh, Sonic. <laughs> oh, Sonic. Oh, Sonic. It's like an old dog pissing on your carpet. Like, yes. Oh, Sonic. But it's Sonic. It's hit. like, why can't these people, like directors and producers, get these video game adaptations right? Well, I mean, they like, do once they in a while. Got, they got, so far, two right out of every attempt. <laughs> yeah, out of every attempt. Out of every ten attempt, is it? Out of every, <laughs> every attempt ever, we've got... Ever since Super Mario Brothers, the movie came out, we've oh. got roughly two good video game movies. <laughs> Kinda. That, yeah. that is live action like don't say animated yeah yeah live action live it cost of it is its own thing because that is you know yeah it's, it's that's animated thing. that's animated that's why <laughs> and just like Pokemon itself we've run out of steam so final reviews worth 6 out of 10 how about you John 
I'm a little generous. Uh, a little generous. Seven out of ten, six. Uh, I guess seven out. You give seven out of ten? It did what it did what I need to do. It's an enjoyable kids flick. Mm, well, Disposable well, I mean, entertainment, still fun. Like the world and everything. Yeah, you get immersed into it. Really beautiful stuff. Yeah, I mean, maybe we should have pulled some kids to ask like what their reviews were. It's amazing. It's a bad movie. Pokemon. Thank you, uh, Charles. <laughs> I don't have a child. Who let, who let this kid in here that we know of? <laughs> no, that's Tyrion Lannister. Anyway. <laughs> oh, God, so offensive. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> He's a dwarf. He can say it. Yeah, he can say it. <laughs> <laughs> What's your review? Ten upon ten, of course. Sure, okay. It's like the best movie ever made. What are you talking about? Pikachu is like, he's right in front of you. You can talk. He's all fluffy and shit. He, they even nailed the red on his cheeks. It doesn't look like he's wearing blush. The fluff physics are really good. Oh my god. Yeah. And I think that's all we have time for. Uh, I have been Detective Eccentric Tom. This has been Psyduck. Pika. Good night. On this episode of The Last King Podcast, we've got some electrifying action with the Detective Pikachu movie. <laughs> I knew you'd fuck it up. Right? I knew it. <laughs> because you were staring at me. That's okay, why. wait. Pause, pause, pause. I'm not going to look at you, but I'm going to count you in. Okay, John. Okay, stand by.